Welcome into the Philadelphia Soul pregame show here from the PPL Center in Allentown, Pennsylvania. It's not Wells Fargo Center home, but it sure feels like it. Bob Long, Rob Stott alongside, and we bring you every single Philadelphia Soul home game 30 minutes beforehand, and we're here for the pregame show. It's a huge matchup against the Cleveland Gladiators, and the Cleveland Gladiators are 7-6 and six at this point in the season. They're fighting for an opportunity to host a playoff game. Each of the top four seeds will. The Philadelphia Soul have already clinched that for themselves. They will host a playoff game in the first weekend of those postseason opportunities. But there's still more on the table, Rob, with Orlando at 11-2. They've been on a tear. They've won their last four. They've ascended to the top spot. In the American Conference and the Soul, still controlling their own destiny, will need a win here today just to keep pace with an Orlando team that is looking to run away with the conference. Yeah, with three games left here, the the regular season, uh, this 2016 AFL season, there's plenty still to play for, Bob, and uh, you hit on it. I mean, they, they got to keep pace with a, a hot Orlando team. Um, they come in here to PPL Center, sort of home away from home, and, and uh, you know find themselves in prime position. Uh, to, to lock up um, or at least keep themselves in a position where they can eventually lock up a home field advantage throughout. And, and we know this year uh, with the way the AFL schedule is working and how everything is with the playoffs, I mean, you, you get that top seed um, in, in, the, in, the or in, the, in the league. I mean, you got a chance to host a, a pretty prestigious game there in, in Arena Bowl this year. So, uh, I mean, plenty to play for here as we wind down on 2016. We have not to this point touched on the playoffs. In fact, it's almost been a month since the Soul have been home and even longer than that since they've been at the Wells Fargo Center. They played the last game out at the Sunbank Center in Trenton, New Jersey, a win against the L.A. Kiss. Then they went out on the road and lost a tough game, 80-63 to against the Arizona Rattlers, who sit at 10-3 and in the National Conference and have already locked up that number one seed. And we'll tell you why that's important. In the postseason here of Arena League football, all eight teams will make it. It'll be very similar to what you'd see in any Elite Eight format style tournament. Top teams will play the lowest seeded teams, and it will continue on up until a four versus five matchup. There are two top conference seeds. The top team from each conference gets that automatic seed and will host all the way through to the conference championship. Then there are three wild cards per conference, and that is simply seeded by record. So, what's important for the Philadelphia Soul is if they have the opportunity to win the American Conference, they will host every game up until that conference championship. And then where it becomes interesting is by virtue of their 17-point loss to the Arizona Rattlers, 80-63, to even though they beat that Rattlers team 65-58 to at home, if the Soul were to win the American Conference, if the Rattlers were to win the National Conference, they would go to head-to-head, after records to see who would host that arena ball. If they had the same record and clearly they would be head-to-head one apiece, they would then go to point differential in the games that those two teams have played. And wouldn't that be something? A whole cross-country trip, Rob, based on the fact that the point differential in games they split went Arizona's way. And So that's what they're looking at right now. They do control their own destiny down one game to the Orlando Predators, but with one game upcoming. That's the final weekend of the season down in Florida. And if the Soul were to win that game and get the same record going into the postseason, they beat Orlando twice. So (laughs) 
There's a lot going on here, Rob. A lot of math, a lot of number crunching and counting on my fingers and toes and trying to make this thing. Oh man, I know you're a math guy. <laughs> nah, yeah, I mean it's it's a lot. Of, you, you see this thing. It's, it gets to be that point of the year when you're down to the final few weeks of the season and everyone's looking who who's got to make what kind of moves to to get into a certain position to lock themselves into a uh, you know a favorable playoff matchup early on at least because you never know what's going to happen later on in the playoffs, but. Um, just a really interesting time, and with the just the format of the league this year, uh, where everyone makes it, um, you, you, you would think that that kind of diminishes it. But you know, these teams, it's it's really any given weekend with these teams. The scores are so high, the games are so just offensive heavy uh, that you you really never know what's going to happen. It, it's tough. I mean, we we've broken these games down for a number of weeks here, and I mean, y- you can look at stuff on paper, and it, it's just it, it never plays out how you expect. I mean, we we. we it's just it's it's a fun league to watch and, and uh, you know a lot a lot happening and just a, a crazy sport that uh, is really up in the air. So any kind of advantage you can get going into the playoffs, but if they can lock up a few home games, um, you know, is vital uh, for the soul. The soul have won two games this year against the Cleveland Gladiators. They have lost one. This is the fourth of four regular season matchups between the two teams, and the soul were able to conclude the first two matchups with W's. It was the last game on the road at Cleveland, a 63-49 to win. The Gladiators were able to take control, and that was a huge game for them. They've really continued to play so well in the last few weeks. And I'll highlight two guys right now, Rob, and one guy we're going to save right till the end of the show for our player feature, but Arvell Nelson, a quarterback that took over on April 29th, that's a tough job to come in and play against the Orlando Predators in your first game off the bench. But he replaced Dennis Avrilla. The Gladiators were 1-3 and three on the season. They lost that game. But then he ripped off four straight, did Nelson. And then they sat with a really good opportunity to make some hay in the standings. Went 2-2 two and two in their next four, 6-2 and two in their last eight. And the Gladiators come in pretty hot here. Winners of their last two and an opportunity against the Soul. A guy, Nelson, that does really well on two sides of the quarterback position, both from running and from throwing, and it provides a challenge and presents an issue for the sole defense. Yeah, it's something you don't really see much, uh, the sort of the dual-threat quarterbacks here in the AFL. It's either a lot of passing, um, I mean, it, generally a, a passing league. So uh, to have a guy that does present that kind of a threat, um, that, it's tough to take down. Uh, not many sacks in this league, so, you know, I, for him to be able to, to throw that additional skill set out there uh, is pretty important. And, I mean, you go back to the start of the season, and any you think about any the NFL, um, a team looking to make a shakeup if things just aren't going right, unless you have a guy in there um, like, like a Brady or a Roethlisberger that is sort of, you know, cemented into the position. Um, you know, quarterback is a, is a very key position. So if, you, if things aren't going well, where you look to the guy that you can make the most immediate impact with or change or to jumpstart an offense, that's going to be the guy. So Cleveland did that, and, and, you know, they found their guy in Nelson, and since then it's just been, you know, smooth sailing, not smooth sailing necessarily for him, but a little bit better, and clearly things have got gotten a lot better, and the offense is clicking there for them. 55 touchdowns thrown since that April 29th game and eight touchdowns of the rushing variety. That's 63 total in nine games, averaging seven touchdowns all by himself. That's as good as it gets right here in this league, and he's a guy that we will feature even further later in the show. Stay tuned for that. The second guy I want to key on, Rob, and 
you know, this is not necessarily their top wide receiver, but he has been their most dynamic recently. Quinton Sims, a guy that didn't start for the majority of the year and has done really, really well since then, including a 10-reception game, three touchdowns, 114 yards against the Soul on May 28th, and maybe the biggest highlight, maybe some of you that don't watch as much arena football as the rest of us here, you may have seen this play. He had a one-handed 39-yard catch that resulted in a touchdown and ended up number two on SportsCenter Top Plays that next day, May 29th. Quentin Sims making a big impact and 20 touchdowns in just his last four games. A, a really, really good player. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's a... It's a position on the field for like we we sort of touched on here a little a little bit ago uh, the wide receiver you know it's it's a it's a key position in this league you you can't have just one you saw the soul I mean they did that that's the position they keyed on this year when they were coming into this year and they wanted to you know the the, the league was sort of slimming down and, and they wanted to to improve the roster where did they go I mean they brought in a guy Darius Reynolds a uh, wide receiver that's dynamic and uh, you know they already had a couple of guys and uh, SK and. Um, just some other uh, it's it's a deep position and it needs to be in this league because you're not going to get by with just one guy like in the NFL if you have um, you know an, an Antonio Brown or, or someone along those lines that can uh, you know draw attention from the defense uh, you know you need four guys like that in, in the arena football league uh, to, to be a successful team and um, you know both sides here have that and should make for a great matchup today. This is the official Philadelphia Soul pregame show, and it's live every home game right here on Bob Long Sports with Bob Long and Rob Stott. Rob, as we get closer to this game, and again, we're coming to you live from the PPL Center in Allentown, Pennsylvania, the home of the Philadelphia Phantoms. And the Philadelphia Phantoms, a team that played so many years in Philadelphia, Calder Cups to their name, and really became a thing to do. In Philadelphia, they moved when the spectrum was taken down, and they've come up here. So in addition to the preview of this game, we'll give you a little bit of a report card and an update on how the Philadelphia Phantoms have done and uh, how to be able to stay involved with the team. Come on up. It's not too bad a drive up 476 right here in the Lehigh Valley. It's a great opportunity for the Philadelphia Soul to come up this way, draw this fan base and this great town of Allentown and the surrounding Bethlehem community. But before we get to that, Rob, there are some big marks on the line milestones that could be reached with some Herculean performances today, but there's opportunities nonetheless. Dan Radabaugh, 592 touchdowns in his career as an AFL quarterback. Eight needed to get to 600, and he would be the ninth to do so. So when you're still in the single-digit metrics of doing anything in any league like this, that is really something else, and Radabaugh has been very, very good for a long time. It's impressive. I mean, you know, he's coming off of uh, the AFL MVP uh, last year um, and, and just continuing that play. I mean, only in his seventh season in the league. So you think about that. I mean, the guy's averaging, what, close to 80, almost 90 touchdowns a, a season, uh, more so than that. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So And just continuing to play at a high level, um, you know, still unable to capture that arena bowl yet. Uh, but, I mean, if he keeps up the, the level of play, uh, maybe we'll see him get eight here today. Um, you know, just keep that pace. And uh, he, he's a guy, you don't want to compare him to a, a Brady or a Manning, but, I mean, he, he's sort of cementing his legacy in the AFL as that kind of a quarterback. And like you said, when you're only the ninth guy to be able to do something uh, or achieve that kind of a, a goal um, in, in such a short period of time, too, it's just clear that, you know, he's he's right for this league. He's right for the soul. And, I, I mean, 
they're, they're lucky to have him. Dan Radabaugh seemed like he started the season off on a, a bit of a sour note, and that's because they lost the home opener against Jacksonville by 18 points. But since then, all he has done has impressed. He is the top passer in the league by percentage, 68%. That leads all quarterbacks. He's second in touchdowns with 77 and third in total yards passed with just under 3,500 yards. And, Rob, he is a guy that's really important for this team. And you feel like while he's a big, strong guy and he has a great arm and pretty good accuracy, it feels like a timing offense in many ways. Oh, very much. And you, we every time we talk to them after a game, um, whether it's good or bad, you kind of know uh, sort of the impression that's going to come from him or Coach Dolzell in, in sort of you know how they review their performance. This is a team that likes to get off to a fast start. Uh, you know, it's the quick passes. They don't go for the home, they'll go for a home run every now and then. But this isn't a team that you expect to see uh, uh, go down the field on a consistent basis. It's very much like you said, a, a timing offense. Um, quick, short routes. You know, get the ball in the receiver's hands. Uh, get into that rhythm and, and sort of let the offense do its work. Um, and when it's clicking, I mean, it's it's tough to stop. And we've seen that all year. Uh, you know, one of the top scoring offenses in the league, and um, you know, you want to you want to see them be able to get off to that that fast start and and sort of get get things rolling. Because uh, if they don't early on, and and you know, they give up a few scores, it's tough to get back into it in this league. So, uh, it, crucial for them to get off to that fast start. You mentioned Rattleball, and we talk about the fact that it is a timing offense. A lot of that comes involved with the receivers as well, and it's arguable, Rob, that this is the best receiving core in the entire AFL. Darius Reynolds, a guy that sits at 96 touchdowns for his career, only four short of 100. Sean Kalanamoku, he's a guy that got 100 touchdowns in last week's game, or their last game. It was actually a league-wide buy over the 4th of July holiday, something they've done for a few years now. But Kalanamoku is a very good sort of safety valve type of guy, Rob, while Rounds is a guy that will go over the top, and McDaniel a guy that really gets in between the hash marks, which is a lot tougher at this yeah. level with the very tight hashes. But those three wide receivers, they offset each other so well. McDaniel, the guy that will get you the gritty yards over the middle. Reynolds will make the dazzling play, also run the deep route. And then Kalanamoku, he'll either sit underneath the coverage, get you seven yards when you need it, or he'll just burn the secondary and outrun it everybody for a long score. Yeah, and if you're thinking of, of like, I'm, I'm thinking about who I could compare this, this core to, and it's, it's kind of tough to sort of translate it uh, to the NFL, but the, the closest I can come up with is two seasons ago, we had Welker, Wes Welker on, on Denver's roster. Uh, you know, and, and uh, Peyton was thrown to him and De- Demarius Thomas uh, and then Emmanuel Sanders. And you, you sort of see Thomas as being that big kind of guy, and that's that's my Darius Reynolds. Welker sort of reminds me of that SK, the guy that is sort of the, the Swiss Army knife of a wide receiver. And then, uh, you know, it, it's just it, – if I'm going to compare, I, I guess that's, that's kind of what you're looking to. And, I mean, that was one of the top receiving cores in the NFL that year. Uh, you had the sheriff under center and – um, you know, I, it's very similar and, and uh, uh, just a fun group all around to watch. The lights dim here at the PPL Center as they're ready to bring on each member of the Philadelphia Soul. And it's a huge game tonight. Really, really important for both teams and an opportunity for the Soul to continue their chase for the number one overall seed in not just the American Conference, but the AFL as a whole. Cleveland, on the other hand, would get a step closer to clinching that fourth and final. 
home field opportunity in the first round of the AFL playoffs. We'll take a break and come back right on the other side. We'll talk more as we preview the soul against the Gladiators with the pregame show right here on Bob Long Sports. Elmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Elmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. Elmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at lmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's lmarksigns.com. 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. Elmarksigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. Hi, this is Rob Stott with Bob Long Sports. BLS is the official host of the pregame show for the Philadelphia Soul. Be sure to tune in before every home game for featured interviews with head coach Clint Dolzell and quarterback Dan Radabaugh as well as player profiles. We even get the opportunity to speak with AFL Commissioner Scott Butera. Commissioner of the Arena Football League, Scott Butera on the line. You do a tremendous job. I, I, you know, all the you know, local broadcast teams, you know, by far, Philadelphia is the gold standard in our league. You know, I wish they all could be like that because you really understand our game. You promote it well. And... So be sure to tune in 30 minutes before every home game and check at Bob Long Sports on Twitter for programming updates. This is Bob Long here, and you certainly know me from BLS, doing LaSalle College High School broadcasts, our weekly radio shows, and everything in between. However, during the 9 to 5, I am a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia area. If your business is looking for financing or any other type of assistance, you can reach me at 215-328-2578. That's 215-328-2578. I've had experience in the energy industry, healthcare, public finance, as well as in manufacturing and leasing. Bob Long, a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia market, helping your businesses grow. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to tell you about the good folks over at City Year Philadelphia. Every day, the dedicated young adults at City Year make an impact in high-need schools in Philadelphia and in 26 other cities across the country by serving students who need extra help to stay on track to graduate. If you are ages 17 to 24 and are interested in serving as a tutor, role model, or mentor, check out the inspiring stories at hashtag MakeBetterHappen. City Year is currently accepting applicants for the next school year. Hey, Bob Long Sports fans, how can you stay involved with the site anytime? A reminder to follow us on Twitter, at Bob Long Sports. You can also access our Facebook group. Just search Bob Long Sports and it'll come right up. And then, if you have a smartphone, you can listen to any of our live programming by visiting the Ustream app, that's U-S-T-R-E-A-M, searching Bob Long Sports, all one word, and you can access any live programming on the Bob Long Sports network. So be sure to stay connected to Bob Long Sports. Robner, Allen Robner, Zimmerman, and Nash is a law firm specializing in workers' compensation, personal injury, domestic relations, and any other legal matter affecting individuals' rights and freedoms. Eric Nash, host of Vuvuzela, the World Soccer Show, is a named partner and has been helping injured individuals for nearly 22 years. 
call 215-953-2720 for a free consultation. Most legal matters are handled on a percentage basis. Call 215-953-2720. That's 215-953-2720. The law firm of Rovner, Allen, Rovner, Zimmerman, and Nash. They get results. PPL Center in Allentown, PA, as the Philadelphia Soul take the field. Bob Long and Rob Stott, we bring you 30 minutes of jam-packed coverage before each and every home game. And this is the final home game of the year, Rob. They take it on the road, if you will, up to Allentown in the great Lehigh Valley. And the great fans of this town have the opportunity to have a hometown team, which is very, very cool. Now, this arena, Rob, isn't here just for just for kicks. Uh, it's actually here for sticks, if you will. It, the Philadelphia Phantoms. It is, and you know the the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. You know, coming down here after getting kicked out of, of downtown Philly when, like you mentioned earlier, the Spectrum got torn down. They spent a few years up in the Adirondacks in in New York. I guess they got a little cold up there. They wanted to come back a little closer <laughs> to home, uh, and, and they've been spending their time out here in Allentown. Two seasons thus far. You know they're. Um, uh, the Flyers prospects, you know, the futures that will be coming up through the system. Um, not made a playoff appearance since making it uh, the trek down here to Lehigh Valley, but, you know, a, a respectable 67, 70, and 11 over those two years. But you, you think about it, you got guys like Gosses that have played here that have eventually made their way down even further south into downtown Philly uh, and, and playing on, on the big boy club now. But uh, cool little area out here. It's always a fun time to come see. The Phantoms, you know, it was nicer when they were a little bit closer to home um, and, and playing in, in sort of the same arena there or in the same areas as the big guys. But, uh, you know, still, like like we said earlier, not a far shot away from, from Philadelphia. It's only a 45, 50-minute drive up, up 476. Um, and, you know, a, a team that it, it's here. It's home. You know, they're, they're a team. They, they deserve our support. And the, the local Allentown fans have definitely given them um, sort of a warm welcome over their time here so uh, always nice to have uh, a, a way to keep a close eye on those up-and-comers that will eventually be someday maybe playing at the NHL level. And you'll also see college basketball games be played in this arena as well. Penn State played Drexel a few years back here. They took that show to the Palestra last year but a really nice venue to watch a sporting event. It's a bowl all the way around and for the majority of this particular arena, there is no second bowl, but there's about uh, about half the stadium, Rob, where there's a little bit of a second deck. And, you know, my guess would be in the 8,000 range in terms of uh, capacity. It's a fun place to come watch a game. This is where the Soul will take on the Cleveland Gladiators here this evening. And one thing of note, when we were out in Trenton, Sunbank Center, there were times where the Jumbotron came into play, and this Jumbotron seems to be a little bit higher. They can't pull it any higher in this particular venue, but we'll see if that is another issue here this evening. It was interesting. That was a, certainly a, a fun little quirk to that stadium, and, and looks like it could come into play here as well. We're now pausing for the national anthem. Is Cub Scout Pack number 36 local here in Allentown. 
comes out and presents the colors. Certainly always nice to see when they have local kids, and that's what they do so well here, Rob. They really make sure that the community stay involved and uh, do a wonderful job. You see all different kids all over the field, standing in the near end zone, taking part in this experience. And now we'll pause for the national anthem. And a beautiful rendition of the National Anthem as we have about eight minutes to go here on the official Philadelphia Soul pregame show. Bob Long and Rob Stott, huge game, 10-3 and three, the Philadelphia Soul against the 7-6 and six Cleveland Gladiators. We'll go through the starters for the Gladiators offense. It is Arfell Nelson. More to come on him at the end of the show, but a guy that is really impressed, averaging about seven touchdowns a game, both rushing and passing combined over the last nine. Philip Keith Manley, the fullback. Quentin Sims, we talked about him. Number two on SportsCenter's top ten on May 29th after a one-handed catch against this Philadelphia Soul team. Colin Taylor has been great all season long. 27 touchdowns to his name. 97 catches, uh, 1,167 yards for him. And then Larry Beavers, a guy that does it all, Deshaun Kalinamoku, if you will, of this team. On the offensive line, D.J. Brandle, Joe Madsen, Jesse Samsel for the Gladiators. And now for the Soul, Dan Rodaboff. A lot of these names will be familiar as they've played pretty much the same lineup all year long. Jeremy Richardson, the fullback, done a great job all year long and as one of the leaders in rushing and touchdowns in this league this year. Darius Reynolds, Ryan McDaniel, Sean Kalanamoku. They've been great all year. Wayne Tribune, the center. Neil Tivis, Adam Smith, the tight end. And this team will be very difficult for this Cleveland team to get pressure on. Trivis, Tribu, and Smith have been great. Yeah, looking to, you know, I, I, we talked a lot about the, the sole offense here. I'm, I'm looking to see what this defense could do. I mean, they've gotten uh, some pretty big numbers put up against them the, the few weeks they've been away from home here. Uh, so I, I'd like to see them come home, uh, you know, turn things around, get back to that, that sole defensive mindset, you know, shutting teams down um should be a great matchup for them and, and just really looking all around you know fourth time you you, you think about sports the, the more you play a team uh, you never see this in, in the nfl you might i mean you get your 
division rivals twice a year, maybe once in the playoffs, but four times before the playoffs. I mean, these teams are awfully familiar with each other at this point. So uh, I, I, I don't know what other tricks they could be pulling out of their sleeves, but um, should be a great matchup. I'm very excited to see. I think it'll be Colin Taylor matching up against Tracy Belton in the secondary for the Philadelphia Soul. Leads the AFL with eight interceptions, and Belton has been great all year long. James Romain has really come into his own, replaced Larico Stevenson about halfway through the season in the secondary, and then Dwayne Hollis has been great as well. He's been on the show earlier in the year giving us a player feature. I think that's a key here, Rob. The defensive backs of the soul, can they keep Nelson, Sims, and Taylor in check? And then how is the linebacking core between Bell and Gooseby, how are they going to be able to handle Arvell Nelson if he decides to tuck and run the ball, which I'm sure he will at some points tonight? It's going to take some discipline from that group, um, and they've shown they've been able to do it. I mean, Cleveland, you know, to their credit, they do have a great wide receiving core, but it's not, I I would argue, the best in the league uh, or the best that this team has faced this year. So, um, I mean, you you think back to, uh, you know, the Orlando game earlier this year, uh, you know, just – you know, it, they've they've proven that they can shut down top top flight wide receivers in this league. Uh, and, and you know, coming back home, the last home game, I, I'd argue that a home opener and home closer are sort of on the same par, uh, if you ask me. Um, so I, I'd like to see them come out with that, that sort of extra fire to, to sort of you know close this home season out uh, with a bang uh, against this Cleveland team. Six consecutive home wins for the Soul this season, like you said, Rob. He only lost that first game at home against Jacksonville. And now it's an old rival. I don't know about an old friend, but uh, (laughs) certainly an old foe. In Cleveland, now in different conferences, but still that same vitriol. And now we'll turn our way and turn our attention to our feature as we have just four minutes and change until the start of this game. Arvell Nelson, our player feature today. And T.T. Tolliver was our only player feature, Rob, earlier in this year for a player that was not on the Philadelphia Soul. And as we heard with him, that was a, a big deal and a very interesting character. So we can't have Arvell Nelson uh, disappoint, and I don't think he will, Rob. As we mentioned before, took over April 29th as the quarterback of this Cleveland Gladiators team after a 1-3 and start. Dennis Havrilla had to take a seat. He lost to Orlando that first game after he came in, but after that... He's gone 6-2 and two and r- rattled off the next four after he lost that game to Orlando. His background, he started with the University of Iowa and started as a quarterback there, won the only game he played in at quarterback 35 to nothing, but was replaced by Ricky Stanzi, an old face from college football, a guy that led Iowa to many great heights, especially in that 2009 season led them to the BCS Bowl, and he had a great career. Nelson moved to wide receiver, and shortly after that season, transferred to Fort Scott Community College, followed by Texas Southern. After his college career, he went undrafted in the 2011 NFL Draft, and what's interesting about what you're going to hear about on this road, he's been all over, but now he finally seems, Rob, to have found his home in Cleveland, and the man is a Cleveland native. Coming home, and after you'll see where these stops are, uh, not LeBron-esque necessarily, <laughs> a few more stops, but Nelson has really found a home here. In the 2012 season, he was picked up by the Alabama Hammers of the Professional Indoor Football League, 
Then he was later assigned the next year to the Spokane Shock. After the 2013 season, the Spokane Shock at one point in the AFL team traded him to the Pittsburgh Power right down the road here, right across the turnpike. And the Power subsequently folded in 2014, so he was reassigned to the Shock. And then in March of 2016, was sent this way to the Cleveland Gladiators as a linebacker primarily, Rob. He was a linebacker and quarterback on the depth chart and then took over for Dennis Avrilla. You're not going to see him playing much linebacker anymore. He's a bona fide starter, a bona fide quarterback in this league and has been as good as anybody since May. Yeah, we talk about this league. You see those iron men that play both sides of the ball, but, I mean, when you're playing, quarterback is one of those positions. Uh, I, I can't imagine you're going to see much of the other side of the ball once you become that starter. So you're not going to risk getting your quarterback hurt trying to make a tackle or, or something along those lines. And uh, nice to see, you know, for Nelson, him to come back home and find find a, a, a spot on this roster here in Cleveland for himself and um, really, you know, making his mark on the team. And uh, I don't know, maybe that, that championship pedigree, is it rubbing off a little bit in the city now that they've, Shaking hey. that 52-year drought? <laughs> you certainly never know. They do play in the queue. <laughs> so there's got to be some rubbing off effect there. Quick tour around the league. This is the first game of the weekend, Saturday at 6, and we're just about ready for kickoff. The Arizona Rattlers tonight at 9.30 take on the Jacksonville Sharks in Arizona at Talking Stick Resort Arena. And then at 10 o'clock, right after the start of that Arizona game, it'll be Orlando, the Predators, heading to the Pacific Northwest to take on the Portland Steel. And then finally, Monday night, 10 p.m., L.A. Kiss against the Tampa Bay Storm. So much at stake this weekend. It's time for football at PPL Center in Allentown. And we'll send it to our colleagues at 97.5 The Fanatic. That's 975 on your radio dial or on the TuneIn app where Joe DeCamera will bring you play-by-play. Until next time and until the playoffs, he's Rob Stott. I'm Bob Long signing off. Cleveland against Philadelphia is next.